Manowaker Studios Flash Fiction Podcast is supported by patrons on Patreon. To find out more or to add your support for as little as a dollar a month, visit patreon.com slash manowaker. Welcome to Manowaker Studios Flash Fiction Podcast. I'm C.B. Drogi. This week, Variation on a Myth by Jaden DeWald. One. Many years ago, on his parents' back porch, listening to The Marriage of Figaro over Bloody Mary's, Jay's mother, deep in the shade, languishingly drunk, wearing a broad-brimmed hat and rhinestone shades, suggested that he write a vampire novel. Ignoring his sudden, heavy-browed glare, Jay wrote detective novels and found the suggestion insulting. She craned her neck to better hear the Count's deep-voiced arrival, that famous scene in which Cherubino cowers behind Susanna's gilded chair, and it was then that he noticed, in the curve of his mother's long, pale throat, the tiniest pair of teeth marks. He set his Bloody Mary on the rattan patio table. My father's body, he thought, isn't even underground. Jay stood, hollered over the music. See you tomorrow, Ma, and headed inside to fetch from the kitchen one of her many decorative garlands of garlic bulbs. His mother, head lolling, munching a celery stalk, raised one drunken arm, then fluttered her fingers at him. He ambled down the hall, and laying himself with the garland, stepped into his parents' bedroom. 2. Now at his writing desk, with a mug of coffee in the almost pink dawn, his marriage failing, his mother and father three and seven years respectively gone, Jay remembers stepping into their bedroom. Quiet. Just muffled opera sounds. Remembers thinking... Where shall I hide till evening? In the far corner, under a mound of clothes, sat a purple velvet claw-footed chair, and he at once spotted on the floor behind it two faded black sock feet peeping out. I'm armed, he had shouted. A lot of sudden breathing and squirming from behind the chair. Then, very slowly, his father rose up. Face powdered white, hair pomaded back wearing a black and red silk cape. Jay remembers he didn't have to say anything at all. His father simply lowered his white-gloved hands and began to talk. The whole stunt, he'd said, was for Jay's mother. Their marriage had grown miserable, well-nigh irreparable, from over a decade of neglect and non-passion. If he struck up a conversation, she'd wander into a distant room, If he touched her, she'd snort and writhe and shoo him away. And at night, worst of all, he'd said, she would crawl into bed and turn her back to him and float away on a dream. Jay's father said he had to take drastic measures, life-or-death measures, you know, son. He said he knew she would miss him. And he was right, he added, raising a gloved forefinger after he was dead. 3. Jay blows the dust from the album, places it on the turntable, and lowers the needle into the groove. His wife, 
who also loves opera, first bonded with his mother over cheap sherry and a compilation of soprano arias. So when the overture, after a series of fizzles and pops like warm R.C. Cola poured over ice, begins, Jay is in three places at the same time, in his parents' bedroom, in his current study, and on a rocking chair before the hideous lime-green sofa of his former B Street duplex, where his mother and soon-to-be wife sat gabbing for the first time. He gazes down into his coffee, rippled surface already cold, and wonders how, after watching the twin mascara-black tears runnel down his father's cheeks after hiding the old vampire at his duplex for a few weeks, he'd later reinstall himself in the home so he could lope across town in the middle of the night and slink through his mother's bedroom window and whip his cape over them, the two never happier, never paradoxically more alive after all of that. Jay wonders, how can his own marriage, for almost precisely the same reasons, fall apart? But no, not precisely the same reasons, it's too neat. As a detective novelist, he should know better. He should know that his own marriage is nothing at all like his parents' marriage, that his wife, who dislikes children, who curses Tom Brokaw every weeknight, who still wears army green Doc Martens and reminisces about the hot girls she slept with in college, so that at times his own sex feels vaguely incongruous, humiliating. He should know in his bones that his wife, despite her occasional maternal protectiveness of him, she once threw a fork at an agent in an uppity New York bistro for criticizing his first novel, is nothing at all like his mother. Just then, the first act begins. Figaro on his hands and knees, measuring the space for a bridal bed. My wife is sleeping, Jay thinks, in our own bridal bed. He slurps his coffee, remembers the night she trimmed his beard on the porch, grasping his entire head in her hands, checking for evenness, remembers the afternoon they necked like nocturnal animals in the back of the grainily dark local theater, showing, of all films, Nosferatu. Four. Jay stares into their bathroom mirror, an assortment of makeup strewn across the counter, a black fur-lined cape curled cat-like on the lino at his feet. He presses a little brush into a dish of talc powder and taps it with his ring finger, the way his mother used to ash her Virginia slims. Then he leans toward the mirror, squinting at himself, and begins to dab his face. This has been Variation on a Myth, written by Jaden DeWald and first appearing in Cosmonauts Avenue. For more information about Manowaker Studios' other projects, including books and games, visit manowaker.com, which is also where you should go to learn more about the authors featured on this podcast or to get details about submitting a story. The Flash Fiction Podcast theme song is by Kevin McLeod. Manowaker Studios' director of Dice is Ben Baston. I'm C.B. Drogi. You can follow me on Twitter and Facebook at C-B-D-R-O-E-G-E.
Thanks for listening.